My favorite part about the whole movie is Martha May has this like Christmas light gun. (laughs) And like, how has that not been invented yet? I know. Because that would solve so many problems. Betty, hi. And she's just like so like sexual with everything she she does. And Mm -hmm. she's so pretty. Like she's wearing this little like little skimpy outfit. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's so cute. You're listening to Atlas Now Streaming, the podcast where we review your favorite movies, television shows, and documentaries available on streaming platforms. Atlas Now Streaming is produced by Atlas Medstaff with your host, Jamie Zarlingo. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Atlas Now Streaming. My name is Jamie. I'm your host of this podcast. It is December. It's Christmas time, and we are ready to rock and roll with another Christmas-themed episode. This week, family, Christmas movies, and Christmas specials. So there's so many out there. We're going to talk about quite a few of them, where you can find them, um, and what we think of them. I have three guests with me today. I have Mike Combs, one of our uh, sales managers. I have Nina Granger back again, our ally, one of our allied recruiters, and Chris Madrigal, another one of our sales managers. So thanks for joining me, guys. Thanks for having us. Yep, thanks for having us. When I sent out an email to the office, these guys expressed their interest in some of these more family-friendly comedies and um, some of them even like animated features. Although I am really excited to talk about a few of these because while they're technically family, some of them have more, I guess, deeper themes. So who wants to start? This is, it's kind of funny because like, I, I actually don't have any children, but I do have a husband that is sort of a child just kidding um (laughs) aren't they uh, yes but um no i love the family christmas movies like um like i was talking about in the last one that every year i watch the holiday Mm -hmm. um at christmas time and then there's also another movie that i watch every year and it is home alone classic i don't know why i love this movie so much but it is classic um it's funny it's kind of i mean it's kind of dark in its own way it is um it's like heartwarming at the end. It's real, it's just a cute movie. Honestly, I don't know anybody that hasn't seen it, but I can still give a brief synopsis of it. Who's in this movie? So in this movie is Macaulay Culkin. He plays Kevin McAllister, who is the main character. I think Macaulay Culkin's probably like eight years old in this movie. He's, he's so cute. He's just a little youngster. Oh. Um, Prankster. I'm trying to think of who else is in there. Let's see. Kath- oh, um, wait, Catherine O'Hara, right? Yes. Love yep. Shit's Creek. She's um, so funny. Oh, my God. Yep. John Hurd is in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Joe Pesci's in it. Yes. Daniel Stern. Yeah. Those are the two criminals. Yep. Um, and then, actually, I just this last time that I watched it, I was Googling, and um, Kieran Culkin is... Um, One of his uh, sisters? It's his younger brother, Mac- oh. Macaulay Culkin's brother, oh, and he plays Fuller. He okay, plays Fuller, gotcha. which is the one that, like, wets the bed, and he doesn't mm-hmm. want to stay with him. Right. But I didn't realize that they were brothers. He actually is, like, a little bit more famous, I think, now than Macaulay Culkin. He's in some other yep. stuff. Don't forget about the Midwest Polka King, either. John Candy <laughs> was in it. Oh, yep. uh, yeah. He was. He had a little cameo for a minute. Midwest Polka King. R.I.P. Yes. Oh, <laughs> so You must have heard this hit. Oh my gosh! All right, it has so a pretty great cast, it especially, does. and it came out in 1990, so it was like sort of. It was before a lot of those people were famous, so um, it just kind of is a classic in that mm-hmm. way. It's rated PG, so um, I think there is maybe a, a like. I'm thinking there was maybe a few cuss words in there, but maybe not. You know, enough for a PG movie yeah. where it wasn't like, whoa. Mm-hmm. Um, little sidetrack. Uh, you know, uh, Beetlejuice, I think, came out in 88. I don't... Yeah, 87, 88. Late 80s. Um, the F word is used in that movie. Yeah. It's and when I, he's on the model. Mm-hmm. And what was what was the rating like at the time? That, that I think that movie is only PG. Well, it's the 80s, dude. They didn't like, care in the 80s. They weren't really even <laughs> sure what was going on. I mean, the things they were putting on film weren't really, 
you know, I don't think there wasn't we a lot that, of regulation. We, yeah, we were in a litigious <laughs> society back in the 80s, like we started getting into in the 90s. Oh, gotcha. All yeah. right. I tell you what, I didn't realize the 80s horror films were basically porn industry films. Pretty much, yeah. And I, so quick funny story, I've got a, a projector, and for Halloween every year I play a movie on the side of my garage. Oh, no. And I decided to put Halloween in, and the opening scenes look like I was watching something off of <laughs> oh Late Night gosh. Cinemax. <laughs> Dude, bring us back to Christmas. Yeah. All, right. All right, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. All right, Home Beetlejuice. Alone. Home Alone. Man. Let's hear about Home Alone. So, Home Alone is the story of Kevin McAllister. Um, they are going, his family has this big trip planned to Paris, and so they're like scrambling right before the holidays to get over to Paris for Christmas because... One of the parents has a brother that lives in Paris. And so, like, it's two families. I think they said it's 11 kids. So it's, like, oh, yikes. four adults, 11 <laughs> children. Um, oh. And they're, like, scrambling the day before they leave to get everything packed up. Um, and you kind of get from the start that Kevin is just kind of like a whiner. He, like, doesn't want to go on the trip. He doesn't want to pack his own bag. Everyone's very frustrated with him. Um, he complains about his pizza and basically makes everyone in the family mad at him. So they kind of send him up to bed. His older brother's just kind of an asshole, too. Yes. He's just mean. He was it like was, Chet. It is right? like really kind of sad. <laughs> like, I do feel kind of bad for Kevin in the beginning mm-hmm. because he just kind of is like pushed around by everybody. But um, so he is sent up to his room um, the night before and he still hasn't packed his bag or anything but he gets sent up to his room and before he slams the door he tells his mom that he wishes his family would disappear and she goes well say it again and it might actually come true mm. and then um, there's a power outage over the overnight and everybody's like alarms reset so everybody wakes up late and they're like oh my goodness and they're scrambling to get in the car they've got a car that's waiting for them to take them to the airport and basically they just like shove everyone in the car and get going and they forget Kevin. So Kevin <laughs> wakes up and his family's gone and they somehow there's like a neighbor boy that like gets put in the head count basically. He's just like loitering around the vans in the morning so they really do think that they have everybody but they don't and they don't realize it for a while. And yeah, so they don't realize it until they're on the plane. Yeah, they're like literally like over the ocean <laughs> and they get to Paris. And Kevin! They, yes. <laughs> it's got, this movie's so great because it's got such a, it's got a whole bunch of really good one-liners. Mm-hmm. But, um, so he wakes up and he really thinks that his family disappears and he's like partying. He's got like the music on in the house. He's watching movies he shouldn't be watching. Um, ordering pizza. Ordering pizza, yes. Just like totally vegging out, um, loving it. And then he kind of starts to freak out a little bit that he's like, oh no, I really did make them disappear. What am I going to do? Um, and in the meantime, there are these two people that we find out eventually are actually burglars, and they're, like, planning to rob basically every, everyone in the neighborhood. So um, at the beginning of the movie, one of the burglars comes along to the house and, like, poses as a cop and basically, like... Very clever, by the way. It was super clever. Um, he basically confirms that, like, the family's going to be gone, and he, like, kind of asks them about their security system, and they're like, oh, you know, it's fine. We, like, have locks and the garage door will be closed and whatnot. And so then they know the family's going to be gone for like that X amount of time and that they don't really have any security. So the burglars decide that they're going to come and rob that house. And um, they know that they, they know that everybody is gone. They don't realize that Kevin is still there. And so they go to rob the house and he kind of, he figures out that something suspicious is going on. Mm -hmm. Um, There's like one scene where like Kevin um, basically tries to be like the adult like he goes to the grocery store and he like pays for groceries and buys a toothbrush and um, he's walking home and he sees these guys like loitering outside of his house and so he kind of gets suspicious but um, basically the whole rest of the movie is like the family trying to get back to him once they realize that he's not with them um, they're like trying to switch flights get back home um, and Kevin is trying to keep his house safe he puts up all these booby traps like to keep these burglars out but they realize that there's just a kid still at home and so they they know that they can still rob the house basically and that you know they'll they'll still be able to get whatever they want he's just some little eight-year-old kid that's so they think yes so they think yes and what is like so funny about this movie watching it now in the at the end of like 2019 is like how did any of this ever like happen like (laughs) 
the mom even calls the police station like from Paris and is like, can you go check on my son? I accidentally left him at home alone. And they're like, no, he's fine. Like, yeah. what? Oh, I know. What? Anymore. Like, especially with um, right now, there's all the, the hacks of like the ring uh, like alarm security systems. Mm-hmm. So like just in our time, how we're so obsessed with security and like the safety of children, especially. No, that would never fly. Like, I feel like she would no. even be like arrested for oh, leaving her child home alone. Well, the, the cell 100%. phone and the internet alone would have right. addressed that right. know, immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy. And then I don't know, like the Kevin, like my favorite part is when he hooks up like all this stuff in his house and he makes it look like they're having a party. Uh-huh. So he gets like all of those like human shaped like cardboard things and he like puts them on roller skates and like mm-hmm. puts music on and lights michael and stuff. jordan so it's like hey, yeah jordan. Yes. Yep. yes it's yep. michael jordan um so yeah. funny excellent i just love that there's just so many like iconic scenes in the movie but then of course like at the end he defends his house and the family comes home and they're very sad that they left him and he's forgiving and he realizes that he doesn't hate his family as much as he did mm-hmm. he didn't actually want them to disappear so exactly it's a good little heartwarming film it and is. even the old man who is kind of like looks oh, like the a scary guy. person, yeah, yeah. Guy, and his family and church, and it's it's as much as a holiday movie can try. I mean, there's just so many ways that you can talk about just appreciating what you have or that yeah. realization of what the holidays actually mean. Exactly. For sure. That's a super like they make the neighbor out to be scary in the beginning of the movie, and that kind of is a little like its own little side story. And mm-hmm. then at the end, he and Kevin like kind of become friends and. Real sweet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Where can we find this movie? It is on Disney Plus. Hell so yeah. Disney Plus. Disney. Yeah. And also, this movie spawned two sequels. Yes. Lost in New York is actually really good. Mm-hmm. A very solid sequel. Mm-hmm. And that's where we get um, Merry Christmas, You Filthy Animal, yep. which is um, a huge quote from that series. The third one, I remember, is not very good. And it's a completely no. different kid. It's not yeah, yeah. Macaulay Culkin. And I can't even think of like what the setting for that one. I don't is. even remember that. It was the kid from um, Liar Liar. I remember. I think it was like a straight to video sequel. But um, <laughs> Liar Liar with name? Jim Carrey. It was trash. Mm-hmm. What yeah. is that kid, Freddie, or what's that kid's name? Like the kid from that movie. I yeah. don't know what his actual name is. He wasn't really in anything else. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, the first two solid movies. All right. Mm. Um, I think I'll go next. I have a couple I want to talk about, so I, I don't want to, you know hover on them too long. I want to talk about my favorite that I watch every single year, which is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. And I am talking about the 2000 Jim Carrey version. Of course, the original animated uh, special is a classic, but it's not very long. The live action remake that came out almost, well, I guess it was really only 19 years ago because it came out the end of 2000, um, really told the story in a different way it stars of course jim carrey as the grinch there's actually a ton of other people in that movie um molly shannon is in that movie um oh my gosh what is her name who's cindy lou who what is her name now thinking about this the other night because she's famous now she is she is actually in a like rock band pretty reckless and she was also on gossip girl if you guys watch that show yeah she was um she was the Younger sister. The younger Taylor sister. Taylor Momsen. Yes. Her name. She's actually about my age, like maybe like six months younger. Anyway, um, so this movie takes place in, you know, the world of Dr. Seuss um, in Whoville, and it's Christmas time, and in this version of The Grinch, the Who's are obsessed with Christmas. Like, it is... just a madhouse in the town everyone's going crazy i think it's like a couple days before christmas when we start and cindy lou who is very skeptical of this season she's like why are people so obsessed with buying things like i feel like that's not the true meaning of christmas but her family's like you're crazy everyone loves christmas this is what it's all about it's all about presents meanwhile the grinch is up on uh mount crumpet which is where everyone dumps their trash and he's just kind of this sad overweight green hairy version of a who well they say he's a what he's not actually a who 
and he has his dog Max and he hates Christmas time. We don't know why, but in this movie we find out actually why he hates Christmas. So um, we, through Cindy doing a little bit of investigating, she's like, why does everybody hate the Grinch? Because he actually saves her from being, she like falls into a like a pit of like mm-hmm. presents that are being mailed out and he saves her from being crushed. And so she's like, well, if the Grinch was so bad, why did he, why did he help me? So she goes on a quest to find out the history of the Grinch, finds out that he, when he was a child, he was like bullied basically. And um, he had. I love a, that scene. <laughs> when he's got the. When he tries to shave. He tries to shave a, and oh, he yeah, cuts yeah. his face. Yeah. Um, and oh, Jeffrey Tambor is in this too. He's the mayor and yep. he's great in this. And um, he has a crush on this girl named Martha May, who um, is neighbors with um, Cindy and her family. And um, Martha actually likes the Grinch, but I think it's kind of like, you know, like it is when your kid's like, oh, he's ugly or whatever. And so she is kind of also with the mayor when they're younger. And so he wants to impress her. He makes this gift. And um, but he's embarrassed because he tried to shave and he has all these cuts on his face and everyone makes fun of him. And he like makes a scene and then just runs away basically and goes to Mount Crumpet. That's where he's been ever since. Cindy goes to find him. They're having this big like celebration or huvelation as they call it. And they have like a cheermeister. This is like probably the best part of the whole movie. She decides like, I'm going to nominate him. I want to bring him down. Everyone should be together for Christmas. Well, as you can imagine, it doesn't go very well. Hijinks ensue. He sets the tree on fire and he runs back to his house, but they have a spare tree. And everything goes back to normal. And so he's like, you know what? Enough is enough with this Christmas shit. I'm just going to steal it. (laughs) So he, you know, makes a Santa suit, makes a sleigh, and he goes down in the middle of the night and steals all the gifts and decorations and the food and the drinks and everything, um, just like in the original. And he goes to basically dump it on the other side of the mountain. And during all of this, um, the Who's down in Whoville, once they realize everything that happened, um they kind of have like a moment of reckoning where they're like, okay, this isn't about the gifts. Like Christmas still came. We're all here. It's about our family and our friends. That's what's most important. And so they all, you know, hold hands around the tree and sing and the Grinch can hear it. And he's like, what the hell? I took all of your shit. Why are you still happy? And that's when he realizes, you know, it's more than the gifts. Then his heart grows by two sizes and he goes to, and Cindy actually comes up to like basically get the Grinch and uh, they end up sliding down the mountain with all the gifts. They bring everything back and everyone's together. The Grinch ends up with Martha May and it's wonderful. I left out, of course, a bunch of the more hilarious scenes, but I love this version because it's so funny. Jim Carrey put like everything into this role. He is hysterical. And I really like, what I like about this version is he's very like anti-commercialism and he, there, he has like this whole like speech about it. Like, I want golf clubs, I want a pony. And how it's like it's so stupid, but then you know, every you know, the moral at the end of the story is that it's more than that. But love this version. I watch it every year. It's super quotable. It's just fun, definitely family friendly. I still laugh at it as much as I did when I was a kid, maybe even more so. Um, and it's something actually me and my friends watch together. It's kind of like our thing. Yeah. This one you can actually find on Netflix. I'd agree. Highly quotable. Mm-hmm. You know, she meets him for the first time. You're the, you're the, da, 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 the Grinch. And that's when she falls <laughs> into the, the pit of gifts. Yep. My favorite part about the whole movie is Martha May has this like Christmas light gun. And <laughs> like, so how good. has that not been invented yet? I know. Because that would solve so many problems. Betty, hi. Yes. And she's just like so like sexual with everything she, she does. And mm-hmm. She's so pretty. Like, she is. She's wearing this little. Like it's a little skimpy outfit. Mm-hmm. She's so cute. Isn't this antique, darling? <laughs> yeah, I just like the set and the design. Mm-hmm. And oh just, yeah, just all the intricacy and making it a real like just a different world. It's mm-hmm. it's Especially really for cool. Two thousand, like mm-hmm. that was pretty good mm-hmm. for for mm-hmm. then. I remember seeing that in theaters, and I was like eight. Me too. No, I was nine. I was eight. Super. Two thousand. I think I was eight. Was I? I don't know. I was seven, maybe. I can't do the math that that's a lot of numbers. <laughs> it's it's it is a good one. Like I said, it is available on Netflix. Um and I think even there was a, a recent remake last year, two years ago, um, that was also animated with um Benedict Cumberbatch. 
I haven't seen that one. I've heard that one isn't very good. I have not even heard about it. I did not know that. And I love Benedict Cumberbatch. Benedict Cumberbatch. I love him. I... I've heard it's. I've heard mixed things. People are like, it's just okay, or they just didn't like it at all. Oh. Um, but maybe some of our, you know, older listeners uh, prefer the original. This is not the original. This is its own thing, and I love it. It's great. Watch it every year. <laughs> Another movie I want to talk about is um, came out in 1994, which is The Santa Claus with Tim Allen. This one I think is also a classic, but it's kind of. If you're unfamiliar with this one, if you haven't seen it in a while, it's kind of dark. So uh, this one is um, Scott Calvin and his uh, ex-wife are um, co-parenting their son, Charlie. And it's Christmas Eve and he works for like a toy company. He's, you know, stereotypical working, you know, divorced dad spends more time at work you can kind of imagine that's probably why they split up is he cared more about work than his family and he is late to um his uh ex-wife kid and then his uh or her like boyfriend i don't think they're married i think just boyfriend maybe neil are like waiting for him outside of his house and he's supposed to have him for uh have his son for christmas and charlie is not excited about it because he you know his dad's kind of distant and he's not very fun and you find out that Neil told Charlie that uh, Santa isn't real. And uh, Scott's very upset about that. And he's like, why would he, you know, ruin these, you know, my son's childhood? And so he's trying to, you know, say like, oh, Santa is real. And Charlie is actually very smart. He's only like maybe five. And he's, you know, coming back with all these like, well, actually, you know, this is, you know, not logical. How can you, exp- you know, explain away everything? And But then that night, Charlie hears something on the roof. And lo and behold... It's Santa. And Scott thinks it's like a burglar. And he goes outside and he's like, hey, you. Santa gets startled and falls off the roof and dies. This all happens in like the first, like, what, 20 minutes of the movie? Santa Claus dies. So depressing. It is depressing. <laughs> and so Scott's like, oh, shit, what do I do? Because he doesn't think that this is really, thinks this is just some guy dressed up as Santa. Mm-hmm. Then the Santa disappears, but the suit's still there. And the there's a card that says, put on the suit, the reindeer will know what to do. So Scott puts on the suit. And then all of a sudden just by the magic of Santa, he and the reindeer basically deliver all the gifts to the children and they go back to the North Pole and Scott's like, this isn't real. Wakes up the next morning thinking it was all a dream and Charlie is like, no dad, it's real. We were there, you remember? And basically over the course of the next year, Scott, it's like the Santa Claus, like a, like a clause in a contract is like, you put on the suit, you become Santa, you have a year to become Santa. And throughout the year, he starts getting fat. He starts growing a beard. He keeps trying to shave it, and it just grows back. I love that. (laughs) Yep, and his heartbeat is actually like jingle bells. Um, But the the dark part of this movie is like, at the same time, like it's funny, you know, it's like, oh, this guy's becoming Santa. But it's also like, they all think that there's something wrong with him, like mentally, and they're trying to take away his rights to spend time with his son. Like all this is happening at the same time. It's kind of sad at times. And then we find out at the end that, you know, there is a, and like, you find out too, like, Neil and uh, Charlie's mom, like, had these experiences as kids, like, oh, like, this is when I found out Santa was real, I asked for this gift, and I didn't get it, and Neil apparently found out when he was three, and so he's been very, like, salty against Santa since he was a kid, but then they all find out Santa is real, Scott Calvin is officially Santa Claus, everyone gets reunited in the end, and, uh, yeah, this movie also spawned two sequels. I actually don't think I've seen either of the other ones. Mm-hmm. The second one came out like almost a decade after the first one, so it was just kind of its really its own thing. Is it with Tim Allen? Mm-hmm. He's in all of them. Really? And I think Charlie's in all of them too. Huh. Um, actually, I'm kind of interested to watch that. So the second one is um, he has to find a wife, <laughs> like to still be Santa. And then the third one... I don't know, like Martin Short is in it and he's like Jack Frost. I don't know. It's interesting. There's like an animatronic Santa. It's weird. I don't know. But this is available on Disney Plus. I actually recently watched it and yeah, I realized just how weird this movie is. But I do consider it a family Christmas classic. I watched it a lot growing up and I actually still have it on VHS, although I don't own a VHS player. I do. I can give it to you. Oh, you do? <laughs> it might even be a, in the TV. Really? 
Yeah. So. You know what I love about watching an old VHS is like all the commercials. They're so cheesy. Like the previews mm-hmm. for yeah, the movies. Yeah, they're really, really bad. Yeah. Oh, no. it's so fun. That's awesome. Um, first of all, disclaimer, I roll with an Android, so quit with the Disney plugs. Nobody cares. <laughs> Hey, I roll with an Android as well. You can um, still pay for Disney Plus with an Android. I yeah. have, I have Disney Plus so. at home on our TV. Yeah, this is an Apple TV. I know, Plus. it this just is... feels, it feels that way. <laughs> feels that way. But I, but the old timer in here is like, you guys are talking tech talk. <laughs> you tech just talk. need to throw down for it. Yeah. It's so worth it. it I, it's interesting, like, I'm only going to talk about one movie, but I wanted to get three shout outs to kind of my holiday musts. And obviously... I, you know, other than like Polar Express is number one. I think just the sound, classic. the sound, um, the music is so good. And just how the snow, it's, it's just very, it, it's just visually stunning. It is. And, and, and I, it makes me sometimes cry depending on where I'm at. Just the hope that exudes throughout that movie. So that's obviously a family one. And Tom Hanks is in that one. Yeah, and his voice. Conductor. I mean, Tom Hanks, you could just listen to him I just read. Him. I mean, he, oh. he should do like read the Bible and then I'd probably do more studying you know he, but i would yeah i'd listen to his ebooks <laughs> yeah. i totally would so the other two movies are going to be more for the adults um you know and in, in their families as, as you start to mature because um the two movies the a very murray christmas is one of my favorites and it's because it it is dark it is melancholy and that's part of holiday and christmas as well um, yeah. You know, a lot of our movies, in depending on how depth the directors or what the initiative is, it usually comes around to feel to have a grateful heart. But what I love about a very merry Christmas is nothing's going right, and you know, and the cast kind of goes through that. So if you've never seen that, it's on Netflix. It it's is. just it's really really good, and it's got uh, some great covers of different like Christmas songs. Yeah, and just the vibe, you still feel this underlining hope and beauty about what the season is so but the one i actually want to talk about which interesting enough um is surviving christmas that came out in 2004 with ben affleck james uh gandolfini who else uh christina applegate and again our friend from the north Catherine (laughs) o'hara and uh yeah i mean just sign me up any movie that she's on i'm i'm in on it oh she's so wonderful but essentially i mean i didn't come as prepared as you um i i don't want to give away too much because i think it'd be a great um experience to check it out but essentially it's just a rich guy from the city who finds himself alone at Christmas, and he wants to, I think his therapist recommends, you know, I think his therapist is actually jumping on a plane with his family going on a Christmas vacation and is basically just throwing out an idea of why don't you just go back home or write it on a piece of paper and Mm -hmm. burn it up and it's gone. So what he does is he goes back home and finds out that there's a family living there. And so what he does is he pays them to pretend like he's part of the family (laughs) and he wants to have all of the family experiences but it's so jacked up because the family itself james gandall you know james and and Catherine, they're not they're not exactly in love anymore they're older they have adult you know christina applegate and the other son i I didn't even think i mentioned his name but you know he's he's kind of gotten good in with all of them and he he wants to go sledding. He wants to cut down a tree. He wants to have a snowball fight. He wants to do all these childlike things. And then it, it just, it starts falling apart and it just is utterly ridiculous. They even, he even hires a local um, actor to pretend that he's the grandfather. <laughs> and just one of the scenes, kind of how ridiculous this movie gets, is at one point that grandfather can't, so he has somebody else step in for him. And he's a uh, different ethnicity, and they just kind of roll with oh, it. Oh, no. And so, like, he, he tries to, you know, and, and it's just a really, I think it's so, like, over-the-top, in-your-face, kind of slapstick ham kind of approach. Mm. But I just think it's really, I, I think it's just, it's funny, but to me, it always just dawned upon me that not all of our families are perfect. Not all things work together, and... There's something about the holidays that we do find joy. We do find connection. We do tolerate our loved ones. We do, you do try and make the most of what you have. And, mm-hmm. and, and to me, that's just kind of like a spirit of Christmas thing. So I don't know if you guys have seen that movie before. I actually don't not. think I have. It was a total flop. I think they spent like $45 million on it and, oh, only, and only made like $15 million. Oh, no. But to me, it's just like, 
I mean, Ben Affleck, I mean, you know, you, he, I don't know. He's kind of, he gets a pass with me. <laughs> I'm not saying he's a terrible actor. He's not a Marky Mark terrible Steph actor. Definitely not my Batman. Yeah. I disagree with you on both fronts. I think Marky Mark is a great actor. Oh, he's the same guy. It's like him and Keanu Reeves. I love Keanu Reeves, but like Marky yes. Mark, at How? least Keanu can make fun of himself. How where Marky Mark is dare just... you? His best Keanu acting. Keanu is the best. He is. He's like my favorite. He is just a godsend. He's so <sighs> wonderful. Love him. Yeah. Do, do you guys remember, this is, we actually probably should have talked about this on like the romantic comedy Christmas movies. Did you, and I guess it's not technically a Christmas movie, but it is around Christmas time. Just Friends. Did you guys oh, ever see that one with yeah. Ryan Reynolds? I can't believe I didn't think of that one because I watched that almost Is that every with Sandra year. Bullock? No, no, that's the proposal. Oh, I love that movie. That Can I say that? Too. Don't judge me. Um, no, 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 that one's great. great I'm, I'm into rom coms big time. No, Just you Friends. You should have. Just Friends is uh, Ryan Reynolds and um, Amy Smart, oh, God, and they were BFFs in high school. And he was very fat. Ryan Reynolds Ooh, in a I fat suit one. is yes. so funny. And then he moves to LA and like loses a bunch of weight, and he comes back. Home. Well, he doesn't actually try to come back home. Anna Ferris is in it, and she's this like really like insane pop artist and he's supposed to like basically get her to sign with his record label and the plane has to make an emergency landing because she puts something in the microwave and it like catches fire and he lands like in his hometown of new jersey um or home state of new jersey and uh so he stays home for christmas that year and he meets up with his old friends and pretty funny that is a funny movie that i remember it's a good one because doesn't don't they have kiss come in at the very end no that's uh Am I just mixing up movies right now am <laughs> yeah. i freestyling that one is um role models with uh i think it's what you're thinking of or maybe uh, i'm thinking of something else honestly yeah, i don't, I don't know, what know. You're talking about, honestly. i just know in role models I with just, uh um no it's not the role models in, no. in just friends he like has the, the have a helicopter? Um, flooding accident where he like oh yeah oh he, like, no goes down that hill. skiing Ski- or no they're playing hockey yeah yeah, and he gets hit in the mouth of the hockey puck. Oh yeah, and then they're like trying to bring him up the hill in the sled, and then they accidentally let <laughs> they go. They drop and he him. Comes back down, and there's blo- yeah, it's oh, like that super one's bloody. Good. It's just hysterical. Movie. Very funny. So great. What are you gonna talk about, Combs? I'm gonna talk about my all-time favorite Christmas Vacation. All right. I've not seen that. Oh man, <gasps> Chevy Chase. I don't know. So old. It's a Warner. <laughs> it's a Warner Brothers release. You can find it on DVD or Blu-ray. You can find it on demand. You can find it on, cannot find it on Netflix, I don't believe. I don't think it's on Netflix or Prime. Unless you, I think you can buy you it. Rent it. You or, yeah, you can rent it. Probably for rent. Warner has a pretty good proprietary on it. Proprietary, Ooh. so hmm. they, they lock it down pretty good. I've got the DVD if you'd like to borrow it, or the Blu-ray. Don't mm-hmm. lie. You have the VHS. You're so old. You have the beta. I, pro- I probably do. Uh, it came out ni- <laughs> so it came out in 1989. Um, a lot of good actors in there. Chevy Chase is in there. Uh, Johnny Galecki, who played on Roseanne and mm-hmm. plays on uh, Big Bang Theory. Uh, Beverly Ann D'Angelo. Um, what the heck's his name that plays uh, Cousin Eddie? Um, the shitter's full. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, oof. Randy. Randy Quaid. Quaid. Yep. Randy Quaid is in there. So, I mean, a lot of good actors, but I mean, it kind of, it takes place in Chicago. Uh, it's the, uh, the Griswold family house and they invite family from all over the country to come in and celebrate Christmas with them. Almost immediately chaos ensues. Clark's trying to put 25,000 white bulbs on his house. Wants it to be the brightest house on the block. And he's on a ladder. He's up stapling bulbs on there. He falls off the ladder at the time. He staples his sleeve to the gutter. <laughs> Um, just complete chaos through the entire movie. Um, squirrel in the tree. Yep, squirrel in the tree. He's got the neighbors Todd and Margot, who are not a fan at all. They're younger, well-to-do, hip couple. Um, he has one where he pulls the gutter off the house, and an icicle from the gutter goes flying through their window, <laughs> hits their sound system. It's this big, fancy tech sound system. The ice melts. So, funny quote from the movie. Um, the Margot comes home. She's like, why is the carpet all wet, Todd? And he's like, I don't know, Margot. And he's trying <laughs> to figure out his sound system and how it got damaged. And so it kind of, kind of figures out it's the neighbor. And um, so, so they, so they get in the fan. It's called the family truckster. That's their, uh, their station wagon. They're going to get a family Christmas tree and the whole family goes out there. And with Clark, everything is eccentric with him. Everything has to be this perfect 
just specimen of a tree he's looking for. So they go to the lot. They don't see anything in the lot. So pulls the family through the snow. They go out there. He finds this perfect tree all by itself. This thing's got to be 30 foot tall. Yeah. It's like a trek. They're just going. Yeah. They're just walking in the middle of nowhere. So it's the, the, as they get out there, and he's like, uh, and, the, and giant Glacky character, Rusty's like, Dad, uh, did you bring chainsaw? <laughs> so they give they so they lead to the imagine that they took the uh the station wagon out and ripped the tree out of the ground because as they're hauling at home the whole root system's intact <laughs> that's right so so they get the tree home they put the tree up um family starts showing up um and the family's just crazy family yeah. from all over the cousin eddie shows up in his rv out front um rolls in on fumes basically uh leads to clark says um don't you go fall in love with that RV, Clark? We're gonna take it when we leave with us next month. <laughs> Clark's like, "What the hell? Next month? What are you? What are you talking about?" And so they go shopping. Uh, come to find out, cousin Eddie has no money for his family, no money for the kids, no money for presents. So Clark and Ellen, who's Clark's wife, decide that they're gonna give the kids a Christmas. Um, so they put it on them to go shopping and get the kids everything they want for Christmas. Um, so going through. Clark, the whole time, had plans to surprise the family because with his Christmas bonus that he's expecting, they're going to put in a pool. And then they're going to use the money left over to fly everybody out to come help christen the pool. And he's he's daydreaming about this pool. You know, he's got his full cabana and everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, Ruby Sue, who's one of uh, Cousin Eddie's kids, comes down, thinks he's Santa Claus. Come to find out he's not. So he has a conversation with her, you know, just about the pool and about the dream. And... Still hasn't gotten his Christmas bonus. Mm-mm. So he's starting to stress out. Yeah, that's the funniest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's starting to stress out, starting to freak out a little bit about it. And um, as they're going through, they're having the Christmas dinner. Finally get a knock on the door. It's a courier, and he shows up with an envelope. So sorry, Mr. Griswold, must have fell between the seats. I know it's Christmas Eve, but wanted to get to you. Here you go. So Clark goes and open it. Thinks it's going to be the bonus. Tells everybody about it. Says, with this bonus, we're putting in a pool. We already put the down payment and down until this bonus came. We didn't know where we were going to get the money. And so he um, goes to open it and looks at it, and he's just in complete, utter shock. Ellen's like, it's bigger than you thought, smaller than you thought. And he's like, it's a Jelly of the Month Club. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So he, he gets enrolled into a 12-month Jelly of the Month club, and <laughs> Cousin Eddie in the background, well, Clark, it's the gift that keeps on giving now, isn't it? <laughs> that it is, Edward. That it is. Um, extremely quotable movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so Clark kind of goes into a tirade, and he's pissed off about his boss, Mr. Shirley. Um, basically talks about how he wants Mr. Shirley sitting right in front of him in a bow so he can tell him off to his face, and he goes off on a whole tirade about how he's a cheating lowlife, worm-eating scumbag and while he's going on this tirade what nobody realizes cousin eddie slips out the back door jumps in the rv (laughs) and goes to mr shirley's house on melody lane brings him back wraps him up in a bow he's kicking him in the butt as he's pushing him through the door mr shirley's wife calls the police says her husband's been kidnapped the whole time they're standing there everybody's in the room and you know he's like uh, he's like you're fired Mm-hmm. And Clark's like, fine, I get that, you know, don't blame my cousin, he's just a big dumb animal. But um, so the SWAT team comes in. Well, in between the time of standing there to the SWAT team, Mr. Shirley realizes that cutting the bonuses out was the wrong thing to do, so he decides to reinstate them. Too late by this time, SWAT comes busting through the windows. Um, everybody, they got everybody surrounded. And Mr. Shirley's wife comes in, identifies him, he says, no, no, I'm not pressing charges. I cut Christmas bonuses this year. So the police, the wife, everybody's like, why would you do that? It's low life. It's scummy. Um, and so he, uh, so he reinstates it, gives him a 20% increase on top of the bonus. Everybody's happy. They go outside. Well, cousin Eddie had been dumping his sewer out of the RV into the, or <laughs> sewer out of the RV into the actual sewer, oh, creating yeah. all these uh, gas fumes. And Lewis, who is the old man, he's the uncle. He uh, lights a match, throws it in there. Big old fireball comes out. This uh, Santa and reindeer set that was in the front yard that Clark had beat the hell out of <laughs> takes off in the air, and everybody says, Oh, look, it's Santa Claus. And then they start singing the Star Spangled Banner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And ends the movie. But um, overall, just a hilarious, hilarious film. It's a staple in our family. We watch it Christmas Eve every year. 
probably five other times through that. Um, I'll catch it in the middle of the summer. It'll just catch me, and I'll sit there and watch it for commercials or not. It's one of those ones like Joe Dirt that just sucks you in. Yeah. <laughs> and even with Show commercials, dirt. you'll just sit yep. there and still watch it. Even when you've seen it like 10,000 Or even times. when you Absolutely. own it and you can watch it without commercials. <laughs> but you still <laughs> but sit you there? Still, yeah. 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 Yeah, still sit through the commercials. Let's be honest. For the 80s, everything, Chicago was the universe of movies. Oh, yeah. Like, you couldn't, I mean, everybody... Just all of the, you know, all the movies and just all the, the Howard Hughes films and whatnot. Yep. It was like Chicago well, was the place to be. Why is that? Why was Chicago the place to be in the 80s? I don't know why it was, but like a Christmas Vacation, the house, they used the same house for Lethal Weapon. Uh, that's the house that Danny Glover lived in when, which is another hmm. Christmas movie. Are we saying Lethal Weapon's a Christmas movie like Gremlins? Fact. Yeah, Gremlins <laughs> is a Christmas movie. Wait, hold up, hold up. Die Hard is a Christmas okay, movie. I, can, I said it. I can get behind that. Die Hard, but I can't get behind Gremlins. What are you I've talking never, about? I've never it's even snowing. I've never just because it's snowing <laughs> and there's Christmas stuff out. Well, That's why he got that present. It's a mogwai. <laughs> well, we're gonna have there an we entire go. episode. Yes. We're gonna have an entire episode about die hard <laughs> later on but um before we get more into into this genre of christmas movies let's talk about what else we are watching so what else is on your guys's queue right now what other shows are you watching uh for me it would be elf polar express um i just mean in general Oh, just not just, not just, not Christmas. just Christmas movies. <laughs> oh. oh, in general, yeah. Uh, rewatching the entire season of The Office or series of The Office. I've never always, it. always. Yeah, it is <laughs> going off might. Netflix in January, so we're oh, trying yeah. to rewatch it one last time before they pull it. So I bet it's going to go to some other streaming. Next January, not this coming January. So you got a whole oh, year. Snap! I thought it was this January. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the thing with that is NBC is getting its own streaming service, oh, and that's God. why they're taking it off. They're also taking mm. off of Friends and. Um, Parks and Rec, well, probably among other shows. Gonna have Got to it. pay for that. I know. Just I'm watching The Watchmen. The Watchmen. That's what my husband. I heard that. So I, I didn't. I mean, I saw the original. The, the mo- not the original, but the movie that came out a decade ago or whenever. Yeah, apparently and I that never, was not good. I, nev- I heard. I didn't know any different because I didn't read the comic book and whatnot. But that I'm telling you, The Watchmen. If you are just in for like a mind trip, it is. Mm-hmm. I sit there the whole time going, I have no idea like what is going on. And it's really cool because a lot of things you can just kind of figure out and you're just, I guess that's why we love movies and shows, right? We want mm-hmm. it to end the way we want it to end. Yeah, mm-hmm. That's what makes that fantasy so fun. But this is a show that's just out there and you're yeah. just like, yeah, it's really trippy. So I, you know. I just finished Jack Ryan season two. Yep, that's one that I've been wanting to watch. It is great. Um, It's 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 pretty cool. I mean, I I burn through those like I. Like I, I, I guess what you would call me is I binge watch. Like if I sure. like it, yeah. I will burn that season in like a weekend easily. Mm-hmm. So three about three weeks ago, Chiefs were playing. Diehard Chiefs fan here. Um, oh, how was that win? By the oh, way, that win was amazing. <laughs> I just love anytime, seeing Brady on his ass the, the whole time. Lose, yeah. it's a win for uh, exactly. Me. Yeah, I was at Monday Night Football in Arrowhead when we beat the uh, Patriots and set the decibel record. We went Ooh, on a yeah. whim. We left at three in the afternoon, got there right at kickoff, ended up with thirty-five yard line tickets for face value. Oof. Oh my god, amazing time. Nice. Um, but yeah, so the Chiefs lost. It was about three weeks ago, I think, and they'd lost a kind of a nail biter, and I got all pissed off and everything, and. <laughs> So I quit watching football for the day, and so Renee and I sat down, and started watching Jack Ryan, and binge watched the entire second season on Sunday. I think we went to bed at two in the morning. I know <laughs> those shows like those Narcos. Like, right. is another Narcos coming out? Yeah, uh, I, th- I think, think so. so. I mean, sign Did I sign get me season up. Three? I can't even remember. I watched all the season three. Season three was Mexico. Hmm. Yeah. I don't think I finished. That it was one. Uh, Guadalajara. They were in Guadalajara, Mexico. Mm. That one was awesome. That one, well, I thought season two was kind of hard to get into at first, but then it ended up being amazing. Yeah. And I had kind of the same experience at the beginning of season season three, so mm-hmm. I don't I don't think I ended up finishing it. Well, the I first season was so it. gnarly. Oh, this first season so was first amazing. First season, you're like, what the hell? Because that's, yeah. that's usually how it is. Like, mm-hmm. first seasons, when they don't know anyone's going to pick them up, and they're yeah. just mm-hmm. authentically, the content is so great. Yeah, it's before yeah. anything's really, like, established. Yeah, it yeah. was just... Kind of throwing things yeah. through. Yeah. Well, well, well season show. three does a really good job of transitioning out of Colombian into Mexico and you mm-hmm. get into the Sinaloa and the uh, Cali cartel 
and some of the other and, and it gets a lot closer on the trafficking of weed and everything else into the states and it's it's brutal it's gruesome mm, maybe that's why i started watching it there's I mentioned so much Schitt's Creek. Mm-hmm. yes uh the final season is coming out mm-hmm. i think soon such, everybody keeps telling me to watch that Schitt's Creek the is amazing are ridiculous the wigs it, she is just over the top like i yeah. don't know how just when you think they can't take it any it just is <laughs> it's so, so it's so funny terrible. and um if i've talked about Shiss creek a couple times on this show it has become one of my favorite shows it is so damn funny Catherine o'hara is amazing she's wonderful um eugene levy and his son um dan levy are in it as well and they're both amazing um, and I can't think of who plays um, Alexis, the daughter. I'm not sure what her name is. She's great. Everybody in that show is yeah, great. Everybody is. It's is really so good. damn funny. Um, but the last season is coming out this year, or I guess maybe next year, January 2020. 30 minute episodes. Yes. Yeah. You can get through that show so fast. Yeah. I need to catch up. Renee's been watching it and I, d- I did catch a couple episodes with her and then I fell off and she just took off without me. <laughs> that happens sometimes. Yeah. That happens with me and my husband too, where well, one of us will start and then the other one will miss a few and I'm so- sorry, you got to stay on the train. Yeah. Yep. I'm for not the, stopping. For those of you fiending for like more Jack Ryan, cause it's only two seasons and we're all pretty much done with it. There's a show called Strike Back on Cinemax. I don't even know how we have that on our Amazon hmm. Prime. But it's I was just like, what One is this? One of those this? like add-ons. It's and it was just like this it's a show and I got up to like the fourth or fifth season. Mm-hmm. I think it's going on in seventh season, but it's essentially from the perspective of like the the British intelligence. Hmm. And then there's an, a former American CIA that kind of buddies up with the the Brits. And it's the cool thing if you like kind of that espionage military kind of whatever, this is really interesting because you know how a lot of the American films stuff happens in Europe. Mm-hmm. Europeans all their stuff seems to happen in Africa or South Africa or hmm. in in mm-hmm. South America. So so like I said, that's something that I've been watching. I think I stopped at season 4 or 5, but if you are into that action and trying to figure out it's it's pretty mindless did just... you watch the man in the high castle i haven't watched that no. i've heard such good things about that um like the premise is basically like if we had lost world war ii oh so like Ooh. what the world would be like if like hitler was basically ruling the world wow so, so yeah it's like the resistance huh yes yeah. so i really want to watch that one and where it is came that out, um and it came out in 2015 we should we should just think... agree to that one's on Prime. We should okay. agree to just watch it, and that way we can just start talking about it. And maybe about if the it. audience hasn't <laughs> the audience hasn't jumped in on it, just kind right. of you Absolutely. know start watching it, and then they can kind of post some questions or do whatever. But I've sure. heard a lot of things like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that should really email good. that to me uh, so I remember it. Don't forget, it's, <laughs> this old, it's this old age thing. <laughs> got that. Yep. Um, Ozark. Anybody? Yes. I'm assuming everybody. I couldn't the get into it. I'm so really? sorry. I, I need to. Maybe I need to rewatch it. Because my husband loved it. Season I couldn't get into out. it. But maybe... I don't want to give up on it. Because I feel like there's a lot of shows that I've tried to watch and then I get bored. Because it's not The Office. Nah, <laughs> but but like honestly, great. there are shows that I watch so much that I'm like comfortable with it. And then I get like scared to jump into something new. But I think I need to give Ozark another chance. Because I love Jason Bateman. I, I'm with you that. Because I, I tried Jason to watch Bateman. the first episode and I didn't get into it. There are some shows it's like if you don't hook me on the first episode... I might not watch it. That's what was so awesome about Yellowstone. That's what was awesome about Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad gets you from episode one. No, but those guys talk all the time. Yellowstone is... You and Rich both have not watched Breaking Bad. Bad. I've never seen Breaking Bad. (laughs) I have not. Oh, my God. And you know how many times I've been to Albuquerque? I've never seen Breaking Bad. I've been by the Breaking Bad house. They had to like fence it off because so many people go there. Oh, yeah. I would go there. There's a reason why I'm like... Stuck in the 90s. I've never seen that. I've never seen The Office. I've never seen oh. Parks and Rec. I just didn't really watch cable TV up until I got yeah. old. And That's then I what didn't is do so anything. great about streaming services is now you can watch it's almost true. anything. Well I, well, I started Dexter. Oh, mm-hmm. We talked about that on the last episode. We sure did. Is that good? I, yes. I struggled. Oh, well, I mean, it really drops off after. Yeah, I watched season one and I struggled oh, to get really? through it because it just seems so cheesy to me. Oh, I thought the plot I've of it I've never was seen The Sopranos amazing. either. I've never seen The Sopranos, wow. but I've actually always wanted to. I have also not seen it, but it was Can also... Can we start doing like a, I need to go and do a watch party. I did that for Game of Thrones with Combs. Oh, yeah. Oh, See, it's I such a cool thing to do is watch a show 
with other people. It is awesome. It's also fun if it's like, and it's it's hard anymore because there it's shows that are actually like on the air they're so few and far between as opposed to just like on a streaming service but there's something about you know watching a show as it's happening live with other people and i didn't get that experience with like the office or parks yeah. and rec or i remember like the friends finale but i mean i was too young to really watch it when it was on Game i watched that every Thrones, week we were yeah. geeking every week we'd oh, go yeah. like five four yeah. Yeah. everybody yeah. sit down we filling their glasses down. with wine and drinks yeah, and we, we just... had goblets and i smoked a bunch of turkey legs for one of them and we're walking around eating like barbarians okay oh, but chris do you just like talk the whole time no. During the episode, because no. I can't handle that. <laughs> you have to like know your people that you're watching the shows with. No. Because if it's somebody that like like I watched Game of Thrones with a group too, but it was like with people that would not shut. We up. don't talk. Oof. Yeah, yeah. We're, we're serious oh about it. In Good. fact, if you started talking, we would you got you shamed. <laughs> we we, you we, need we to straight leave. shank your get ass. Out get out. I'm the same way. Especially yeah, everybody my would shows. watch it with, my, and then I'd go home and watch it again <laughs> yeah. by myself. Oh, I loved Game of Thrones. We, we have our friends, and they would bring their kids over, and <laughs> we would shove the kids upstairs, and we'd tell them flat out, "You're not coming Do down not here until it's over. If you do." We'll ground your little asses. That's fair. <laughs> Completely. Especially with Game of Thrones. It's like yeah. the entire episode is like so intense. Yeah. Just I, I never watched Game of Thrones, but. Wow. I, I don't you know, know that I could watch it again. Like I think part of the like fun for it for me was like watching it weekly. As it was with happening. People, like as it was happening. And now mm-hmm. like going back and thinking about watching it again. I just don't think it would be the same. So you've yeah. never seen anything like it. You didn't know what was going to happen. Well, now, nope. And now that you know. Like right. everything that, that happens, happens. like, mm. but, but I'll watch fire and ice when it comes out, which I think is still about two or three years away, but it's supposed to be a prequel, like 500 years before. Oh, I heard about that. Um, and I guess it's, um, the same writer or group of writers are putting that together. I might be mistaken, but I think that got scrapped. Did it get scrapped? I, I, no. there was something game of Thrones related that was going to happen. And the now old it's people not are like, what the doobie brothers broke up. When was that? <laughs> what? Um, Fire and ice. I'm googling it. Wait, hold on. We Show. we need to confirm everybody. Yeah, because that's gonna really put a damper on my. That's how I was at Breaking life. Bad though. Like, I, I Breaking Bad gets so depressing that I was like, when El Camino came out, I really wanted mm-hmm. to rewatch the whole thing, and I did, and mm-hmm. I appreciated it so much more watching it a second time. But there's nothing like watching that show for the yeah. first time. Oh, like, I envy people. I envy you guys because you haven't seen it. Because is it that good? My yes. husband and I have had that conversation. How can so it be many that times. good when it's on a basic cable television? AMC, oh, come on, AMC has had some great shows. It's not like I mean, there's there's like cursing and like things that you I don't know. It's actually I'm kind of surprised that it was on basic. I never cable saw just Walking because Dead it's either. Like drug Season one. Save yourself. Damn. I just, I just. The Walking Dead was great up until after after they left the farm. Mm-hmm. It was done. I'm just not done with that violence. I watched that first season of very Walking violent. Dead when it was coming out, and I kept thinking to myself, "How long can they really play this plot out?" Right. But then it went on for like a thousand seasons, and I was like, "Dang yeah, it!" Yeah, I think they had nine full <laughs> yeah. seasons. It's still going. It's ridiculous. Is it's it still, still yeah. going. Yeah, really? I watched season one mm-hmm. and failed. I mean, how yeah. many heads can you bash? <laughs> Well, at Six this point, billion. I I gave up after I think season eight. But at this point, it's not about the zombies anymore. It's about the other groups of people because oh. you know it's all the people that have risen up after the apocalypse. Like mm-hmm. zombies are no problem now. It's the other people you got to worry about, oh, and that's okay. where it gets interesting. But it's just become so ridiculous that it's just for me unwatchable. But yeah. that is what we are watching now. Yeah. All right, guys, we are back to our review of family Christmas movies. Um, just to kind of summarize uh, just this, this genre, a few of the movies we didn't talk about were Elf, which is another classic with uh, Zoe Deschanel and, of course, uh, Will Ferrell. A Christmas Story, which is a Christmas classic um, that is on, I think it's still on TBS 24 hours on Christmas Day, mm-hmm. which to me is like such a comforting feeling. I love that. You know that you're sh- home free. Mm-hmm. You know that you know it's going to be there for you, um, but there, this genre there's so many family friendly 
uh, Christmas movies. I feel like, you know, with, with the comedy, which we'll talk about next week, they kind of sometimes intertwine. But the family ones that, you know, you can watch with your kids um, or that you watched as a kid and, um, you know, still hold today i think there's something just so special about that like like for me i I also remember seeing the grinch in theaters when i was a kid and i still watch it i remember watching the santa claus on vhs at my house around christmas time Mm -hmm. um i remember watching the home alones polar express i don't i don't think i ever saw in theaters but i have memories watching that with my friends because that came out when i was i think in middle school um but it's it's fun especially you know once you have kids and as you get older you know passing on those movies like i watched this when i was a kid and now this is going to be a part of your traditions and i just think there's something so fun about that i agree like yeah. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Oh, those specials oh, yeah. are That thing amazing. was made in like the 40s or 50s. Yeah. That's never going away. And it still yep. holds like... I wonder like, if that's on What's his name, Cornelius? Service? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Cornelius is like one. the explorer that's going across the, um, yeah. the island of misfit toys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder. I bet that's on Disney+. Plus. Maybe. Maybe. I remember I, I had recorded those. Remember before like DVR and you would just record on a blank vhs yes i still have like movies like that somewhere at one of my parents houses of movies we recorded on tv that's <laughs> not a vhs most of our audience has no idea what you're talking about oh our nurses <laughs> aren't that young they know i mean they're not, they're not that young. they've never had a mixtape off the radio <laughs> i actually had a, um, a a karaoke machine well it was my sister's karaoke machine um when oh i was like nine or ten and I used to record songs on there and sing along with it. It was really, mm. I still have some of those tapes. They're, oof, they're bad. But. The best thing is like when, um, when cell phones, when you could um, like record from the radio so you could set it to somebody's ringtone mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. way back in that day. Back in the day. And then everyone had the songs, but now nobody does. Yeah. I kind of miss that. Back in the day when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. It's true. <laughs> Way back when. Some days I wish I was a kid again. We should talk about how old Come on, Mike Chris, comes you didn't pick up on that? Mm-mm. He wasn't paying attention. No, I was. I was still kind of <laughs> blown away. Like, what? You could record on your cell phone? Do you remember that? I don't know. Yeah, you, for do your, your, like, you could do like a voice recording, yeah. but you would like hold it up to the radio, and mm-hmm. then you could set it as somebody's ringtone. <laughs> I don't even know. I, the do only you remember? Thing I do is emails. What call was it? Ringback tones. Yes. Yeah. Like, please wait. Please I listen to the song while your party is reached. Not that long ago, actually. What? I made a phone call like a couple weeks ago, and no. that was a ringback, and I was like, "What? what? Still People still this? do that? Oh my gosh! <laughs> Those things were freaking terrible." So you would hear the song, or the recipient hears? I don't understand. Like you would, like you would set it as their ringtone. Oh, so if I called you, then it'd be like. Bob Marley. Sure. <laughs> I guess. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Um, guys, to kind of wrap things up, I want you to rate the movie that you talked about. We go on a five-star scale. Home Alone. Five stars. For five sure. stars? For okay. sure. It's just, a, it's just a classic. Is it Love also it. one that you watch every year? I think it you is. said that in the yep. beginning. Yep. yep. Those, those two I watch every year, The Holiday and Home Alone. Though, honestly, like, you know when you think about, like, oh, I hope they don't remake this movie like I don't even think they could remake Home Alone like, I don't. there's a lot of like questionable Ooh. things that were happening in that movie yeah. definitely the burglars would have died in real life like, oh I there's know there's no way they would have lived like falling down the smoked. stairs mm-hmm. yeah 100% they would have died yeah, it's just so. an untouchable movie yes. I think yeah. I don't think you, know you can why? remake it I'll, I'll, not even because of that this is why they can't remake that movie because Kevin would have just been on Grubhub and gaming it up <laughs> he would have never left his room he would have yep. had Wi-Fi he would have been able to yes. binge watch movies just like we are you know when he goes to the grocery store the cashier is like asking him all these questions like where's your mom and he's like oh she's in the other aisle you think I would come to a grocery store unsupervised yeah. <laughs> she's like well where do you live and he's like, I can't tell you, you're a stranger. And she just kind of lets it go. But there's like no way that would oh, happen. Oh, I know, like just some child coming up to the <laughs> register, yeah. like, uh paying with his own money. Are you okay? Yeah. Where's your parents? Yeah. But when that movie came out, you could still. My mom would send me to the gas station with a note to buy her cigarettes. <laughs> really? Yeah, they allowed that back then. That's that is so that's so bizarre. weird to me. So awesome. So that just that that's just the transition that we are yeah. in from back then. Well, it's like I was saying, you know, like we're so obsessed with child safety now, with like Amber Amber Alerts and uh, mm-hmm. all of that. None of that stuff would fly. No, at all. Absolutely not. Well, I, I don't re- really know what would what would happen if like you call the police station and you say, "Hey, I accidentally left my son home alone," and like what would they, what would they do? What would they put him in? 
well, hell, Child Protective a, Services until you come home? Or like, where, where would they go? There's a deal now here in Omaha. There's one of the neighborhoods. I can't remember which one it is. But neighbors will see the parents walking around in like boxer shorts. And they're calling it into the police. And Child Protective Services come in and removing kids from homes. What? Yeah. Some of it, yeah. It is a bit, no it's way. a bit too far. We need to find that, you know, that, that medium. Keeping oh, yes. kids safe, but not, you know. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine. Weird things happened to me when I was a kid. I don't know. That's a different episode. <laughs> That's a different I'm, I'm, episode. Okay, with Surviving Christmas, with yeah. Polar Express and A Very Murray Christmas being fives, right? Oh. Um, I would say um, Surviving Christmas awesomely sucks, but... <laughs> It's a two, but if you're into some... It's a two, but, but if you should watch no, it. No, you really should. It's so cheesy, and I don't want to set you up for something great. But when you watch it, it's it sucks so bad. And it's Christina Applegate. She's good to look at. She's funny, she and it's James, and it's Catherine. She's, the, wa- she's you, wonderful. You, I mean, I'm telling you, everybody, you like who's playing in this movie. You like all the cast and the actors, so give it a try. I'm telling it's a two only to set you up. That it's actually better than that. Okay, lowering our expectations. I get it. There's a ton of those movies that are like, you know, you have to watch it even though you know it's complete garbage. Oh, absolutely. A lot of my favorite movies are garbage. Yes, like Napoleon Dynamite. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not not too big of a movie (laughs) snob. I love the good movies, but I I love a good, like, trashy comedy as well. Mm -hmm. All right, Family Vacation, would you say that's a five? Christmas Vacation. Christmas Vacation. For me, it's an absolute five. Um, And it's a cool classic, I mean... You guys will see my cousin Eddie outfit here pretty soon that I wear to work. Um, it was funny because last year Ashley Renee sat right next to me, and I come walking in to work, and I got my dicky on with my sweater and my. I think I remember this green pants and white shoes, and she kind of looks at me funny, and I kind of look over at her, and she just kind of puts her head down. <laughs> and we went through a half a day like this, and she hits me up later, and she goes, "So I kind of feel like I need to ask you this." <laughs> is this a new outfit that you're just really proud of or oh she didn't know she didn't know and i I explained it to her and she goes oh my god thank you for clarifying she goes this whole morning i didn't know whether i should be embarrassed for you (laughs) or (laughs) if you did this on purpose or what so when should we expect you to wear that this year can't tell you yeah christmas Christmas is coming we're just gonna be waiting every day Mm -hmm. good for you to be able to fit in something over the years (laughs) (laughs) right so everyone's just gonna have to keep checking um daily on alice and friends to see the picture of mike combs absolutely because you know you know john or rich or dolan or myself will will capture that and we will share it with you all for me the Grinch, if I could give it a 10 out of 5, I would. It is a fantastic movie. I, I love it. I don't give many things 5s on here, but it is definitely a 5. If you have never seen it, do. If you're a fan of the original, I I mean, I like the original, but it's different. You can't think it. It's just not the same. It's not going to be the same movie. Don't think it's it is. It's not Jim Carrey. Yeah. No. Oh, the oh, right. I was thinking of the Benedict Cumberbatch one. I mm, maybe I'll give that one a try. They're all different. They're all different movies, different people. But the 2000 is the OG for me. For sure. And then for Santa Claus, I don't know. Like rewatching it, it didn't quite hit the mark as much as it did back in the 90s. Personally, I think I'd give it maybe a three out of five because it's still fun. I think it's interesting, too, that it just means something different to you as an adult than when you're mm-hmm. a kid. Like, when you're a kid, you're like, cool, anyone can be Santa Claus. Like, yeah, you know, Tim that's kind Allen. of like a sweet, sweet, like, <laughs> thought that, like, you know, San- yeah, Santa dies, but then yeah. somebody else just replaces Santa. But, like, as an adult, it's like, oh, that's kind of depressing, it you know? Can, it is. Well, I, I never thought about it that way when I watched it as yeah. a kid. Mm-mm. Think about it. Well, I think the other thing with that movie, too, though, that gave it more prominence was everybody knew who Tim Allen was when it came out, and everybody could associate and assimilate the film to Tim Allen, where now, if you didn't grow up in our era, you probably really don't know who he is, so it's a lot harder to, right. to yeah, find that humor. Yeah, because he, yeah, he's in the other movie with What's-Her-Face from Halloween. Yeah. When they're trying to go on vacation. Christmas of the Cranks yeah, with I, Jamie Lee Curtis. That's a guilty pleasure. That is like a <laughs> gut bomb burrito that you eat from a gas station. <laughs> it is so delicious, right. but you're going to pay for it. It's so bad. If it is want, so bad, it's so good. If you're, you're wondering what Tim Allen has done it. recently, it is Toy Story 4, and that is it. 
Yeah. <laughs> He's not really yeah. known for anything except for being Buzz Lightyear last these days. Standing, yeah. Oh, last that show. I remember. I never watched that. No, I did not either. What was the budget and the gross on the Grinch? Do you know? Oh, God. Let me quick Google search. I, I know Chris, so much. Did I know Christmas ever? Vacation had a $25 million budget and it did $71 million at the box. But Ooh. since mm. since the box has expired, I, I'm sure it's done well into the half a billion worldwide. You know, I think The Grinch was kind of like mixed reviews at the time, but it's kind of become a cult classic, like a, a cult Christmas film now, because I don't remember the reviews being very good. Yeah, I think that everyone from our I think we were we were we it. were kind yeah. of getting hung over from Jim Carrey. That was like I would agree with that. Well, that was like towards the end of his like I feel like that was when he peaked because he had just done Man on the Moon and he had done um, Liar Liar and the Mask and then after that he kind of Truman Show. Yep, kind yeah, of was, tapered off after everywhere. that. Yeah, but mm-hmm. it, it's still a movie we watch every year. I would rate it probably a three and a half or a four to me. But you know, The Grinch, Christmas Vacation, A Christmas Story, which we didn't even bring up. Um, I've never seen that one either. Dude, 24 hours on like TNT. OG you'll shoot your, you'll shoot your eye out. I know yeah. I haven't seen it. You know, yeah, Elf, Polar Express, those are all movies we'll watch at least once during the season. I'm gonna watch your your movie, Jamie, because I Which never, one? I didn't really like that movie at all. Which one, The Grinch? Mm-hmm. Oh, you better. It's it's great. So I watched it. I just remember thinking the cast and the set Ooh. looked kind of cool, but. It was really I mean, good. Real quick, just for uh, our monetary numbers here, How the Grinch Stole Christmas grossed $260 million domestically, $85.1 million uh, in other territories, so a, a total of $345.1 million, becoming the sixth highest grossing film of 2000. So, Wow. I don't know wow. how much it would, took to make the movie. but I bet comparatively for like Christmas movies, I bet that probably made a lot of money. I mean, Jimmy, I think it was just the fact that it was an animated Christmas movie, or no, live action Christmas movie with Jim Carrey in it. Yeah, it's, for sure. You know, everybody could and get on board with it. Knew, yeah, knew the background story of the mm-hmm. Grinch, and it's like yep. seeing that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, guys, thank you for joining me on this episode of uh, Atlas Now Streaming. And um, for all of our listeners, get ready for two more Christmas episodes. We're going to be talking about Christmas comedies, and we're going to have a whole episode dedicated to Die Hard. So get ready for that one. Um, but until then, give us some suggestions on other shows that we can start watching in 2020, um, especially now that you know we have all these new shows coming out with all these new streaming services so if you have any ideas anything you like let me know but until then keep on streaming thank you for tuning in to another episode of atlas now streaming let us know in the comments what you're watching and if you think we should give it a review until next time keep streaming